This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendor. Monday morning, old Dan. Come on, let's get a getting. You've been laying up all the Saturday and Sunday, and now we're back on the road again, heading down to the logging camp or the sawmill or the gin, cotton gin down there somewhere. We may go down there to old Bethel School, and uh, once in a while we do that, and we hear them singing in there. We may try to get them to sing tomorrow for us. But let's get up, Dan. Let's go. We've got to get back, get the stiffness out of our legs, on, get the prancing around here a little bit, and give out the gospel. This is an old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out to a lost and dying world on a regular basis, and we're all over the country with the internet now and with our website, radiomissions.org. You can go there and hear all. look up everything we do here, times and dates of all of our broadcasts, and we're on 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the trailblazer, with the uh, Radio Missions Radio, and if you need more information, you call me. My phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. But we'll get back in our study. We're bringing you a study and, uh, on the work of the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. So let's take time out now and uh, stop just a moment and make clear the requirements. Requirements. Say that two or three times. Make sure the clearments... The, the requirements of salvation. Well, let's just tell how the Lord saves a sinner. How is a sinner saved, I asked you? I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that so much erroneous teaching and practice regarding the Holy Spirit grows out of the fact folks are not saved. They have never been born again. The average person who thinks they're saved knows nothing about salvation in Christ Jesus. Ask the average church member today, if you meet him on the street or maybe in church, to tell you how the Lord saved him or her. Oh, my friend, they can't do it. No, they can't do it. I asked you here, you folks who listen to me or hear me occasionally maybe, ask your pastor. You go to church? You belong to some church, they say? Well, ask your pastor to tell your congregation how the Lord saved him. Now, we don't want to hear about joined the church when he was seven years old and was baptized in the creek and all that. No, we want to hear how the Lord dealt with your heart. But listen, ask them how long they were under Holy Spirit conviction, and they don't know what you're talking about. They just don't know. I was there, my friend. I know. I know all about it. I was not a church person all my life. Never went to church a day in my life till I was grown married and then my wife wanted me to go because she was a little baptist church member but lord have mercy the lord had mercy upon me i'll tell you more about that later you ask those folks how long they were under holy spirit conviction and they don't know what you're talking about let me emphasize this great fact anew and again he who escapes holy spirit conviction goes to hell without warning now my friend i know that's a dogmatic bold statement but if you never experience Holy Spirit conviction, that is simply the Holy Spirit bringing you to see yourself as a sinner and uh, guilty of sin, no righteousness of all. The Scripture said there's none righteous, no, not one. Why don't we just believe God's Word? I hold my Bible up here in my pulpit on Sunday morning a lot of times. I say, this is God's Word. Believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it and go to hell. 
My friend, listen, we, we need to just get down to brass tacks, don't we? The salvation is the greatest thing that ever happened to an individual, if it ever does. It's not church membership. No, it's not belonging to the society down there. Oh, no, oh listen, no, all those, those people... Uh, you get that, get them name letters behind the name DD. Pastor Shelton said that stood for dead dog. SS, that's a saved sinner. That's what I have behind my name. Old Pendarvis, SS. The Holy Spirit must open that sinner's heart and let him see that he's lost, 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 that he's condemned, and that he's going to hell and deserve to go there. Has no righteousness, no goodness whatsoever. That's what you come to find out under the work of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit, well, I call it his job, his work. But listen, in other words, the sinner has no claim upon the Lord. No claim. You don't have any claim. Let, let, me, let me tell you what. All the Lord has to do to let you go to hell is to leave you alone. If he never disturbs your heart, Never pricks your heart. Old Apostle Paul was on the road to, to Damascus to, to arrest those people, and the Lord throwed him off of that old horse, unhorsed him. And he said, Lord, the Lord said to him, Why kick against the pricks? I asked you this morning, Why are you kicking against the pricks? Why you despise the old trailblazer because he's being true to your soul? Oh, I have folks who despise me. I have folks who write me and say, I won't ever listen to you again, old guts and feathers preacher, whatever that is, I don't know. Hellfire and damnation, that's what some folks call me. I know they used to have an old country lady that sang a song. My, my daddy was an old-time preacher man. He preached hot to hell. You could feel the heat. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do my. In other words, the sinner has no claim upon the Lord. You just, you just don't know it. You, that's what it means, awakened sinner. Folks call me and write me and say, Pastor Pendarvis, what is an awakened sinner? Well, that's a poor old sinner who's been alerted, alarmed, awakened to see that he has nothing to commend him to God. And the scripture says there's none righteous, no, not one. My friend, there's so much in God's word. If you just listen, when the Holy Spirit has opened the sinner's blinded mind, according to 1 Corinthians 4, 3, 6, we see there, let's read this verse of scripture. And it opened his darkened understanding in Ephesians 4, 18. When the Holy Spirit has made the sinner alive, Ephesians 2, 1, and shut him up with his sins and his sin nature, Romans 3.19, and he comes to see himself as he really is. Now go there and read Romans 3.19 when you get a moment, my friend. Just just take it to bed with you tonight when you read. Read all first three chapters of Romans. You'll see exactly what kind of person you are, you and I are by nature. Listen now, he's really been, and he's been that way all the while, without God and without hope according to Ephesians 3.12. And he acknowledged, you and I acknowledge it, 2 Timothy 2.24, and, and takes his place, takes our place as a poor lost sinner. Can you remember, can you tell anyone how the Lord awakened you, my friend? If you can't, I, I'm mighty afraid you may need to make your calling an election, sure. Luke 19.10, listen, what does that say? Christ came to seek and to save 
that which was lost. I come across another verse of scripture a couple of days ago there in John 10, 10. Oh, he said, and I am come. I am come that you might be saved. Oh, my friend, go there and read it. First eight or 10 verses of John, uh, John 10. Listen now. Then God, for Christ's sake, pardons that sinner. After he sees himself, gives him his sins. Listen, forgives him of his sin because Christ died for him. Oh, my friend, I use this little analogy. Sometimes when you uh, get up in the morning, you feel real good and full of fresh air and the windows open, you feel good. You don't say nothing about going to the doctor, but the next day or two or a week or so, you come up with the flu symptoms, cold, sore throat, and a headache. You say, Mama, call a doctor for me. I gotta have I gotta see the doctor. Oh, my friend, that's just as plain as it can be. The sinner comes to see that the Lord Jesus Christ is his only Savior, and there is no hope in and apart from our blessed Lord. There's no other hope, my friend. How how did the Lord save you, my friend? Can I ask you that? Are you saved? My old trucker friends out there, I have lots of trucker friends. They write me and tell me where they are crossing the country. And I, I, some of them take pastor's booklets and put them out in the break room. I'll be glad to send them to you, trucker, if you'd like. I'll be glad to send you a package of them at your home 20. And uh, listen, he comes to see, that individual comes to see that God is merciful by paying his sin debt in Christ. Do you know what salvation is, my friend? It's having your sin debt paid in full, paid in full, paid in full, nothing less on. I tell folks here, I was when I was a child coming up on a farm, we raised strawberries for our money crop, and we'd turn them into the store for two or three weeks, maybe a month and a half before we'd ever get any money back. But all that time, we was going to the store. We'd have to get a pair of khaki pants or a pair of boots or something and maybe some groceries. But at the end of the strawberry season, we'd go in there to the store owner and take my dad back there in a little back room. And he'd settle up, he called it, settle up. And he'd come out of there and the storekeeper had kept a little tab on everything we bought all that time. And my dad had come by there in that little old wood heater and put them, put them things in that heater and burn them up. We didn't owe anything. He didn't have a record that we owed anything. And that's what happens when a sinner, like old Pilgrim, going down that road with that nap with that sea bag on his back full of sin, and the Lord saved him, and the sea bag rolled off down the hill into the depths of the sea. No more. You, you can't find any sin against the old trailblazer. No, you can accuse me of anything you want, but there's not one sin, present, future, or uh, no, my friend, there's no, no sin rests against God's child at all. He sees that Christ is his surety. He stood, stands good for our sin, my friend. His substitute. Do you have a substitute at this time? In his heart, he's convicted of the fact that Christ paid his sin debt and paid it in full. This becomes a living reality to his own heart and life. He is then taken up with the Lord, his only Savior, listen, and Lord, his only Master. He knows. He knows no other. No, he's a grateful beyond measure. We never get over. We never quit thanking the Lord. And the Scripture says, in all things, 
In all things, be thankful. How many of us are thankful? How many of you get up in the morning and thank the Lord for a good night's rest or a good soft bed or a good warm house or a sweet wife and children? Do you do you do that, my friend? What grace it takes to do that. But God's child, God's child, he may not be outspoken, but in that heart is a thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving old Pendarvis. Thank you, Lord, for saving our folks, one here and one there all over this country. No, the masses are not being saved. All of these big churches where you see 30,000 people, all they know is sweet Jesus. Have a sweet Jesus day, the little clerk tells me when I go to the store. Have a sweet Jesus day, they put on their T-shirts as they're washing cars to raise a little money to go to the beach. Oh, my friend. What a, what a farce. But the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul if it takes a hide off. And that's what we do here. Take the hide off with the gospel. And my dad will take it off with a leather belt or, or his uh, razor strap. But this is the old trailblazer. I'm happy to be with you at this time. Time gets away from us so quickly. We don't. 15 minutes don't last very long, does it? But the Lord knows all about it, and he give us this broadcast, give us favor with a lot of radio stations. We have to pay them. lady asked me, said, Pastor, you have to pay them, pay them radio stations to be on there? I said, yes, ma'am, we sure do. And we pay them a lot, too. Most of them we'd pay a lot. Some of them we'd get by pretty cheap, but we pay them quickly, and we always... Pay on time. We don't pay much, but we pay right on time. But the old trailblazer will be back tomorrow with another message. This is Pastor Pendarvis, the old trailblazer. Remember, our mailing address is Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. And I'm happy to be with you. I'm just an old sinner. Saved by the grace of God. Called to preach the gospel, giving me just a little, little, little something to say now and then. And uh, I wish I could hear from some of you. Would y'all help me with a broadcast? We'd like to go on some news stations if we could, and get out the gospel. That's what you'd be doing, getting out the gospel. Remember, help us with the broadcast. Be here tomorrow, same time, same station. Goodbye. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you Radio Missions now offers six flash drives containing sermons, radio broadcasts, and historic music. These flash drives include sermons delivered by founding Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr., messages by Pastor Pendarvis, Freddie Murdoch, and Glenn Bond, plus over 300 songs sung by the Radio Missions Choir. For more information and to place your order, call the church office at 225-664-8658.